This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 4 of Civic View, your exclusive source to the inner workings of your local government. We created Civic View to inform and educate our community on all things Crestview, and we are excited to keep that going with another season of spotlights, history, events, and all the awesome things that make Crestview such an amazing place to live. So, let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. See? Didn't say another one. I said this episode because this episode is going to be a pretty important episode, I think. Um, I have a very special guest uh, with me today. Well, I have two special guests, actually. I have one that's a returning special guest, um, our very own councilman, Councilman Doug Caps. Uh, councilman Caps, thank you for being here. Thank you. Been a while. Uh, yeah, it has, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's, been, it's I mean, been a while. I do a lot of these, so <laughs> it's, been, it's been a little bit. And then in addition to that, I actually have um, Mr. Tim Bryant, who is with the Okaloosa. He's elected official and a chairman of the Okaloosa County School Board. Is that correct? Did I say that Yes, correct? sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so uh, thank you so much for being here. I know both of you are busy, so I appreciate you both taking the time to come into our humble little studio and storage room here <laughs> and, and take the time to, to, you know, get some information out for our citizens. Uh, so, um, uh, I guess we'll just jump right into it. So I, I want to say this real quick, you know, sometimes what can happen is there's some confusion about, um, what the school board is, what the city is, where those types of powers and things like that lie and who's responsible in charge of what. And that's some of the things we're going to cover. Uh, there's a few other cool things I think people are really interested in know we're going to cover today as well. Um, but first, I just want to get some information about uh, you, Tim, if you don't mind. Um, so uh, I know you've been, at least from the bio that I saw on the school board's website, you've been in our community since around 2001. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, I moved here in May of 2001 with Publix. Uh, I was the first manager of the uh, Publix in Fort Walton at Brooks Bridge. I spent six months there uh, where I already knew I was going to be the manager of the Crestview store. So uh, uh, we bought a house here in Crestview. My oldest son was starting kindergarten. So we wanted oh, wow. to make sure we had, you know, we were established in a, in a community. So Crestview, we, we already knew we were going to move to Crestview, uh, buy a house here and everything. So, uh, uh, so I've been here since May of 2001. Okay, and um, and so your and your children have gone through the public school yes, system sir. here. Both of my both of my boys have gone K through twelve through the Okaloosa County School District. Right, so you so you know a little bit about that experience. I know <laughs> just a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. So uh, I have to ask you this. Uh, you you have a a plethora of things. Um. Of other. Um social clubs and other things like that that i mean to put it mildly you stay really plugged into the community um do you feel like that that is important whenever you're making decisions as a school board member uh, of course uh you know when we moved here uh in 2001 with Publix, uh Publix was not as widely known in the western part of the state of florida sure. as it was in the rest of florida uh, so, you know, as far as Crestview goes, uh, I knew I, I would have to be involved in the community uh, to get people to know who I was, but also to know what Publix was all about. So it just came natural. Uh, being a military brat, you know, you 
you, you're not shy of talking to people because you have to learn to adapt in the new neighborhoods that you move to. And uh, especially being a kid, you're, you're always looking for someone to hang out with. So uh, so my social skills come with being a military brat. You okay. just never being forced meet, to have to get uh, not out of that forced, you just or? you just never meet a stranger. So in the, hey, if you, a, I like that. That's yeah, a good way to look yeah. at it. You're not, you're, you know, being a military kid, you're not forced into that, uh, uh, having to meet people. Uh, you kind of just expect it because when, as kids, you know, living on the base, uh, when that moving truck came in, everybody flocked to that moving truck to see who was moving in, which kid was who's moving in. Who's the new kid, yeah. yeah. Who's the new kid. So. And that's how I felt about Crestview. I knew that I would have to get out and get involved. And, uh, I, you know, I'll say that the Chamber of Commerce was where I started at. Wayne Harris was the director. I remember walking into his office down here on Wilson when uh, the Chamber was there, and I just basically said, what can I do to be a part of the community? I'm here. Yeah, well, I mean, it seems like you've been very active, I guess. I saw what I think probably is the most – one of the most recent. Are you still the executive director for Habitat for Humanity here in this? No, my term okay. ran out. I need to update right, my I was gonna bio. Say that was, I, you I need to have somebody update the bio. I do. I do. <laughs> I'm uh, I got uh, a few bios. I need to update I, myself. I do need to update the bio, but my uh, time with the Habitat ran out in July. So okay. uh, I spent five years with them on their executive board. And all, cool. So. I mean, we, we try to do stuff with them every year. We do like a volunteer day and so there's quite a few houses around here that we've yeah. helped. I've painted the whole inside of one myself. So <laughs> we actually just gave them uh, a couple of blocks of land. That's right. We did. The, the yeah. last council meeting where they're going to build three homes. I, I will say this for the city of Crestview and Habitat for Humanity. What a great partnership. And it's taken homes in communities where they've been run down, you know, uh, can't even be lived in. And we'll take them, tear them down and build up new uh, new houses there or on property that there's nothing there. And then we, you know, put up new homes for people who, you know, who want the, the American dream of owning a home, but there's sweat equity in it. They have to be involved. In sure. it. So, uh, so it's rewarding to see that we as a community have embraced Habitat for Humanity, but uh, you know, most of the builds over the last five years have been in Crestview. I think 99% of them have been in Crestview. So I think, I think she already mentioned that there were three families I think there's a single mom and then uh, and her children and then also a single dad and also a grandmother that's that's caring for a uh, child. So yeah, you're talking about for the council. For the, the, the yeah. three that we uh, passed on and the, I, the I, land to. I do want to clarify when um, Tim said take, what he means is we it's a piece of property that we have and we take that property and turn it into Correct. something. We're not, Correct. We're not taking anyone's homes or anything right. like that that they're currently living in to tear down to put habitat homes these are usually properties that are empty that have um unlivable structures on them or they're there's nothing on them actually i think the two Most i think the two we have actually, we've probably had those in the city inventory for quite a while they're yeah, over right. by the old city yard off of south Raymond. yeah yeah so so j just to clarify that yeah thank you um, chance no I problem appreciate <laughs> no no problem <laughs> uh so i so i have to ask you this um I mean, so we got a little bit of information on your background and and, and i and i think that um considering that you have two children that have gone through the entire system here, you know, that makes you fairly qualified to kind of understand where we're at, where you think we should go and things like that. So what made you decide to 
because for some people you're probably public enemy number one right i mean there's some people that might not be happy with the school so what made you decide to do that uh i you know i go to meetings all the time i was in laurel hill last week uh, uh at a sac meeting and that's where it really started being an involved parent my wife was a stay-at-home mom so she did a lot of volunteering at the schools uh, i remember uh going into south side and you know, we were talking to the principal about things we could do, and they really needed people on their SAC committee. So me and my wife just started going to the SAC committees, which is like little school boards for each school because they make decisions that uh, affect that school. And then they come, all those decisions come to us on the school board, which we will finally, you know, we'll vote for them at, at a time when they do get to us. Sure. So I always tell people, if you, if you really want to be a part of the school board, uh, join your SAC. You know, what, what does that, what's that acronym? So that's a school for? advisory committee. It's required okay. by law. Each school is required to have it. Uh, funding comes down through the state, not a whole lot, but it, it does uh, have some funding mechanisms through the state. And it's a really important, uh, part of the process sure and it has to be made up half of parents and half of uh edu- you know the school staff is that what some the media or what popular media might refer to as like pta is it kind of the same thing it's different uh, there is ptos uh schools call them different now you know not pto like they used to be they they got different names for them that's totally different oh, okay so, yes so this is a this is a whole other yeah this is the governing body of the school oh Oh, wow. So there's, so there's not to say that there isn't power in a PTA or PTO or whatever, but there, I guess there's powers in the sack. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. That's where I was going with that. Policies that the school, like Crestview High School, for instance, that's probably your biggest sack in, in, in the area just because it's the high school and there's a lot more people active in that. Uh, so, you know, they have to like all their clubs, (laughs) all their, uh, things that they're going to present for the upcoming school year, they have to go through the sack, and then it comes to us. All right, sounds good. Um, now, uh, Councilman Caps, um, you were the one that uh, helped me arrange this, so I'm assuming you've got some some questions uh, for Tim. Yeah, I recently had a lunch with Tim, and I just wanted to share with the public some of the things we went over. Um, one of the top things is the half cent sales tax, and all the improvements that are going on with the schools. I mean, it, it it meant a lot to me to see Crestview High School get a new gym floor, uh, even though that gym floor outdated me. I think it was the original gym floor for that. It was. Um, it was. For, the, for the school there. But what else have we got going on in Crestview at, at all of our schools? So uh, if you go to every school, there's a sign up that talks about the half cent sales tax. The, a lot of it was... Uh, we were talking earlier about security upgrades, which, uh, you know, I can talk about that to the point that we are going. The state has a requirement by I can't remember what year, but it's in the next couple of years that all the schools have to have, you know, uh, safety improvements in their school as related to the Parkland shooting. So uh, with the half cent sales tax, we were able to we're able now to say we have all of our schools completed with single point of entry, uh, the fencing around I, as much as I hate that we had to put the fencing around because uh, I know people would complain to me that it looks like a prison. It, it was required that we had to do these security upgrades. Uh, and me personally, you know, now if you look, the fences kind of blend in with the school. You don't even really know they're there. Once you uh, get used to them, yeah. Right, it's right. just And, and, and everybody that I've talked to about single point of entry, that at every school that has now completed it uh, in the north end, they really like the process. And 
you know, it keeps people just going to one single entry like y'all do here at the City Hall. You go right to this one entry here, and you don't get to go any further until you're cleared to go in. Right. So. Makes a lot of sense security-wise. Well, and I think the biggest thing, uh, Sheriff Ashley said this a few years back, and it's always stuck with me, is our biggest role, uh, you know, when it comes to securing the schools is to make it harder for somebody to want to do something in there. And it's never going to be, you know, 100%. We, you know, but if we can make it as hard as possible for anybody want to think about doing something, then, then we've done our part. Plus, we have uh, school resource officers in every school. The high school uh, and Baker have two each in there. So, uh, you know, we do have a presence in there. And we are part of the Guardian program, So, which was uh, something that was a result of Parkland that the state, you know, passed the Guardian program as a law. So that way uh, people that um, outside of law enforcement can actually be in the school, you know, um, how, how do I want to say it? They, they can carry. Yes, carry. they're, they're yeah. armed, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, at the high school, I see there's a lot more going on than just the security upgrades because mm-hmm. we saw most of that, I think, in the previous summer yeah. and year with the fence and the single point of entry. But I think I seen where there was a new roof and so on. But also there was an article in the paper recently about multi-purpose rooms mm-hmm. at all of our high schools, I believe it was going on so most uh, of our high if schools, you go to say. crestview if you've been to a football game uh you notice that there's a lot of construction going on uh in the back end that's where our multi-purpose room is going to go mm-hmm. by the gym uh in that area right there by the uh i say the gym by the uh football uh workout area their their uh little the field facility, house the field yes, house, yes. yes. So uh, that's going to be a 15,000 square foot building with a capacity to do a lot of things in there. Uh, Really excited about that. And then, of course, we're also on the uh, south end of the building, uh, which is over by Hungry Howie's and all. We're adding eight more classrooms to that. Uh, Really excited about that. And once everything is said and done, uh, you know, I hope that we'll have the uh, we'll be able to fix the. the roadway through there. If you go back through the back end, you know, it's like a, like a third world country sometimes with all the potholes and everything back there. So hopefully we're going to get that all fixed up too. So it'll be a lot easier to navigate back through there. And uh, also people are asking about parking. There will be additional parking back there for the students right now with the construction, they have to kind of park over on by the pecan trees and all that. So, right. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned Crestview High School, new classrooms. Mm-hmm. One question as a councilman I get all the mm-hmm. time, which is not in my purview. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's really county purview. Crestview High School being overcrowded. Okay. Can you address that for us? So let's go back to when I was a parent and I was a community person, not on the school board, uh, but I was very involved with Crestview High School on the SAC. Uh, you know, and I always thought, man, you know, this school is overcrowded. It needs, you know, we need a new school. We need this. We need that. I was one of those parents until I realized about a year before I ran for the position, I had opportunity to walk to school with Mr. Day. Uh, He invited SAC people to come and just see the school. And we, we really walked it really good. And, uh, you know, I got to thinking about it. Uh, I, I didn't think we were as overcrowded as I thought we were. And, uh, uh, 
now come a few years forward being on the school board, I know for a fact that even though our capacity is over what the school should be uh, as far as um, what the what this district looks at, even though we might have 2,300 children in there right now, not all 2,300 are there at the same time. Uh, most of the seniors come only for a couple of classes. They're, they come and go. So, uh, And I think most people look at it when they walk into the school and they might get there at class change time and they go, holy cow, there's a lot of kids in here. Right. Well, it's because they're all moving at the same time. And then, you know, for another 55 minutes, there's hardly any activity in this, in the schools. You don't see kids, you know, uh, doing, you know, having to go into, um, hallways to do classwork because we don't have room for them. They're all in their classrooms, you know, so there, there's plenty, there is still room in there. The, the school is not overcrowded. Uh, we are adding on to the classrooms to help with the future growth that we know is coming. So that's another thing. It led me to another thought. I get the argument back to me that, okay, it might be under capacity, but why do I have 40 kids in my, my son's classroom or whatever? And I'm thinking, well, that's, that's a teacher shortage issue versus, or, you know, classroom issue versus a Right. Overcrowding well, there issues. Is a, so. There is a class size amendment, but that's only pertains to your your core classes, which would be your math, your English. So like PE and your electives, they're, they're not going to have yes. 20 kids in there or 24. You right. know, you're going to have 40 kids in some of those classes. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's... Classroom will address that, but um, the other thought I was having was... I know like our neighboring counties have had issues getting teachers. Mm-hmm. How's Okaloosa County's health with okay, so I'm getting glad, I'm glad teachers you, in? I'm glad you said that, Doug, because uh, I, I will tell you that Okaloosa County is not being spared by the teacher shortage issue. Uh, as we speak today, uh, I believe we are uh, – I'd have to go and look at my last email that I got. But um, we're like 10 teachers, 10 teachers short in the whole school district. So How many schools? That's 39. So uh, unlike our neighboring county over in Pensacola, Scambia, they're still struggling over there. So I can't give you the numbers, but it's a lot higher than ours. Right. That's good to know. Yeah. um, I mean, I I know that the governor's done some things too recently to try to help boost uh, numbers for teachers and stuff as well. So I, I have a feeling that hopefully that 10 will get made up uh, by some yeah. people who are really excited to become well, educators. Well, I'm really excited about the school district as a whole as trying to promote. Uh, we're, we're doing different things that we hadn't done in the past, uh, like the city is doing the podcast. Now, we're not doing podcasts, but we're, we're using uh, a, an employee who has their experience in dealing with social media and dealing with promoting and things like that. So we have a, an employee that's dedicated to that and, you know, recruiting tools and helping us with uh, videos to try to uh, recruit people to come to uh, Okaloosa County. And, uh, you know, you go back to when you asked me when I moved here, you know, uh, a lot of people will ask the question, you know, will ask the question, why do you move here? And it was the same reason why I moved here. Cause at the time, you know, Okaloosa schools, even today, are still regarded as some of the best in the state. Absolutely, and that was the big factor was that if I if I was going to move over to the Panhandle, I wanted to be in a good school district, and uh, you know, so 
Okaloosa has the best. It has some really good schools. Uh, we try to make it, uh, you know, a re, you know, a destination. We do a thing called uh, Teach at the Beach to recruit oh, okay. people. Uh, and then our wonderful principal up at Laurel Hill came up with the uh, slogan from the beach to the barn. So you can teach everywhere in between. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, uh, we're really trying to recruit. We go to colleges to, you know, to recruit people to come down to Okaloosa County. And because we are a large military community, we do have a lot of transient teachers who will come and teach and then they'll leave, but then there'll be somebody who'll come right behind them. So, so we do have a lot of transient uh, military teachers, which is, you know, not a bad thing because uh, we do appreciate them. But then when they get orders to go somewhere else, then somebody's usually coming in right behind them. So, okay, good deal. Um, so, uh, we we have uh, we have a few minutes left. Councilman Capsules, there any? Yeah, I got I got one more question. Really, um, do we have any new schools coming to um, Crestview or the North County or anything? So if you follow the school district, you follow the superintendent, uh, you have followed me and me as well. Uh, the superintendent has announced that his plan is to build uh, a K-8 school in Crestview. Uh, right now, uh, I can't divulge where we're, where things are going to be happening, but it will be we're looking on the west side of the community. So uh, that's where we're looking to put this school. So uh, people are like, why are you going to build another K-8 school? Well, the, the, the end result is going to be a middle school and an elementary school, just like Shoal River and Riverside. Uh, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of reasons behind it, but the, the biggest reason is, is because we can spread the, the elementary schools are the ones that are really at the capacity level. So this is going to help us be able to shift like Antioch. Um, Bob Sykes, Northwood, uh, Walker, all these schools will be affected by this, uh, by this new school coming up. And, and it makes sense with our growth headed west, um, with the bypass coming in and all the undeveloped area we have will develop. And uh, going ahead and getting a school footprint out there will really help. So, Doug, one thing we did talk about, and this was an aha moment for you because we talked about it. Uh, I will tell you, I am an elected person. Like you said, I take it as it comes. I speak my what I feel is, uh, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. So I get asked all the time, why why can't we build a new high school? We need another yes. high school. We need two high schools or we need a brand new high school. I get hit with that all the time, as we yeah. talked about. Yeah, we do. Uh, well, let's be honest here. Crestview High School is old, but I'm 54 and the school is 54. So I don't consider myself old. And I know you're... I'll be 54 in two weeks. There you go. So we don't consider ourselves old. We're... we're uh, we're just vintage, let's say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the school was built in a period of time when, you know, I'm not taking anything away from today's standards, but, you know, they built schools a lot differently back then. We had terrazzo floors all through Crestview High School. That's huge. I mean, that's built to last. Terrazzo does not wear down hardly at all. Right. Uh, the building's blocked. The building much, is blocked, yes. Predominantly. Uh, our issues have been, of course, with roofing, uh, you know, and trying to get things 
uh, caught up to modern times, which, you know, we have been really working hard to do that. Uh, all the, the roofing is being done or well, ha is done now. So hopefully that has, uh, will fix those problems and not bandaid them. But, uh, I'll just be straight with you. We do not need a second high school in Okaloosa County, not at this time, because right now the current enrollment's a little under 2,300, uh, does it make sense to split up a school that's going to cost about $120 million to build to the standards of what's required today to house about 1,200 kids? So, right, and, and that makes sense. Yeah. If we've got the room, and, and, we um, do. and, and you like you say, we've just addressed it with the, the eight new classrooms coming in. The fifteen hundred or fifteen thousand square feet multi-purpose room, and we do have room to to grow out there if we want to build. I was talking to the superintendent yesterday. We do have room if we need to build out more out there. We can. Uh, I just look at it as a people need to understand that Crestview High School is more than just a traditional high school. Now, there's a lot of things going on at Crestview High School. A lot of programs that we offer, like for career and technical. Uh, I'm really happy with the direction the school district has been going over the last six to eight years where we really put a focus on uh, kids that aren't necessarily going to go to college. I mean, I went to college for a little bit, but I never finished. Uh, but, you know, that all that time I was in high school, I was told you need to go to college. Well, now we're not telling kids they have to go to college. We're giving them avenues to go to learn a trade or go, you know, of course, join the military or go to college. We have all these things in Crestview High School is bursting with all kinds of great programs there, whether it's from cosmetology, uh, automotive. I took my right. I took my car there uh, to get shocks and struts put on there. I you know I went and signed the paperwork and let the kids do it, and you know and it worked perfectly. You know they did a great job on that. But these are kids know. that are learning that. And yes, you you know uh, we got a great culinary arts program. We got a great nursing program up there. Uh, I mean, a lot of great things, but if you build another high school, these are programs that just don't shift over to the schools, you know, to the new school, you know, right. and then you also have to look at teachers, you know, uh, do we have enough teachers to fill those positions? And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I hate to say this, but as time moves forward, it, it is going to get a lot tougher. You mentioned all those technical programs. How often do we look at that? Is there something new we could offer? All the what's time. The, what's the newest one we've got? I know we've got some like computer security type stuff, maybe. Yeah, so CSI, yes. you know, that's a really big thing at Crestview High School. Uh, for the school district, uh, we just, if you go down off of uh, where Jacobs Titan, their big building was down there, uh, they, they have moved out of that. The district, the hospital actually has bought that building. And the district is going to be using that for a big nursing program that's going to be kind of mirror what we have up here in Crestview. So it's going to give those students an opportunity down there. And what's cool about that is that Fort Walton Beach Medical Center is pretty much going to guarantee these students jobs at, the, at their hospital. You know, so uh, there's a lot of great things that are that are happening. Uh, I'll, I'll say this for Crestview. Uh, you know, I'm just so excited about the opportunities that these children have up there. I, I think you, you're also seeing uh, the pluses of having the mindset that not all kids are going to go to college because our graduation rate is now about 92 percent. And I think the reason why it's grown from 88 percent six years ago to 92 is because we've we've tapped into those kids who were told they were going to go to college. And guess what? They got they 
got burnt out. They got bored. There was nothing for them to do because they weren't they weren't having fun at school. Now you you put them in a program like the automotive, welding. They're and, top. They're the top, nursing. They're my, nursing. My baby girls in the nursing. She's a senior this year. Well, the so. welding program, for instance, their top welder was a little young lady, no taller than this. I know. I, and she's, a, she's, she's like a Rose, Rosie the Riveter. Yeah, you know? she's uh, my wife's. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, I know exactly who she is. <laughs> yeah. So, but but with that, about that tall. But <laughs> she's a. But she's here, into welding, man. She's but chance into it. ten years ago, would would she have had the opportunity to do that? Oh no, I mean, and would she have found a, probably a passion? Not felt comfortable either, most likely. You know. But that's the mindset's changing now, and I love that about our school district. I think the biggest thing that I would would encourage uh, people who might be listening to this: get involved with your school. Get involved. Uh, get to know your teachers, get to know the school layout, get to know what you can do uh, outside. Get out there and involved in the SAC committee. We just found out. Yeah, Yeah, there's so many great things that are happening in the school district. Uh, Of course, you know, I can tell you that uh, it's not perfect out there. You know, you hear Mr. Chambers will say that all the time. We're not perfect. But I believe in his mission and that we are going in the right direction uh, with the half cent sales tax. There's a lot more things that are going to be happening. Uh, just like you were talking about some of the things like uh, with y'all's bed tax now, you know, that y'all get to participate. I, I know I voted for that, you know, just like uh, I voted for the half cent sales tax for the County. I believe it was something that was necessary. Uh, I will say that it's a fair tax because everybody participates in it, whether they're tourists whether they're local, everybody participates in it. And yes. if you really look at your if you look at your receipt at when you go into, you know, Whataburger or something like that, you know, last year or two years ago it was six and a half percent. You're like, why don't they just round it up? You know? Right. So we did. We just rounded it up. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean that that pretty much puts us to the end of time. Um um Tim, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you coming in and giving us some really valuable information about what's going on uh, in the county with schools and answering a few questions that we'll probably still get continuously. Yes. Councilman Cass. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I just make a comment real quick? Sure. So first of all, uh, Councilman Caps, I appreciate you inviting me to be here today. But I want people to know that there's a new dawn in Okaloosa County. And it started happening about four years ago, and I believe that it's happened uh, throughout the entire county where you're seeing different facets of government getting together, working together, and things are really moving forward in Okaloosa County. I've been here, like you said, since 2001, and I have not seen this much cooperation between municipalities, between the county, between the school district, because we're all different entities out there. And I tell people all the time, our our funding mechanism doesn't spend like the city does or does the, the county. A lot of our funding is brought down by the state and it's controlled by the state and what we can spend. So uh, but what we do have for for capital improvements, I can assure you we're doing everything we can to build uh, to make Okaloosa County a destination place for people to move here. And it starts with our schools, but it also starts with the infrastructure of our communities too. So, um, so I would just give a kudos shout out to the city of Crestview and to our County commissioners and everybody in between, because I think we're doing a lot of good things yep. for Okaloosa County. Th- th- thanks. We actually feel it too. So yes, sir. Absolutely. 100% feel like um, as, as a person who's born and raised here, I do feel like there's a, we're on a, a precipice or we're within we're past it. We're within a, a movement of change, so to speak, that's 
we haven't seen around here in a very, very long yeah. time. Oh, I, I totally to agree. Part of it. I totally agree. I, I will just say that uh, to see all the growth that's coming in Okaloosa County, it, it is little a little nerve wracking sometimes, especially <laughs> when you live off of old Bethel or Lake silver <laughs> and you see everything that's going on over there. But at, at the end of the day, it is truly a new dawn in Okaloosa County. And that's a good thing for the residents of Okaloosa County and the people who come and visit us too. So. Absolutely. All right. Again, I just want to say real quick, thank you both for being here. Yes, I sir. really appreciate it. Councilman Caps, Thank you as well. Um, and even though I'm over and the radio station's probably going to be angry with me. I doubt they will be. I'm still going to say it because I say it in every episode. Local government has a greater impact on you than federal government or state government. I promise, I promise, I promise, as I do every episode. So pay attention to what's going on. Pay attention to what's going on with the school board. Pay attention to what's going on with your city council. Pay attention to what's going on with the Okaloosa uh, Board of County Commissioners. You can access those digitally on multiple platforms, or you can go in person because those are public meetings. Um, Tell us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, We can't serve our citizens if we don't understand uh, what their needs are. So... You know, our information's out there. Um, it was very easy to find uh, Tim's information on the school board's and website. I will, up, I will update my bio. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Hey, Councilman Caps's contact information well, is I'll there probably also. probably need to get my bio yeah, updated. Probably. Um, yeah, so. Uh, but anyways, I, I just want to say that real quick and always thank you to everyone who chooses to engage with us uh, on a civic level. And thank you to everyone that listens to these. Thank you, WAZ, WJSB, for playing these on Saturday morning. I really appreciate that. I, I honestly do. And, uh, yeah, so thank you, Crestview. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.